Welcome to Stuck at Home with Cliff Dorfman and Jason Smith. Here are your hosts, Jason Smith and Cliff Dorfman. Oh. Ha ha! <laughs> there it is. Monday difficulty. That was actually not bad at all. Welcome to a new episode, Stuck at Home, with me, Cliff Dorfman, and uh, wait, wait, I got it. This guy. Me. Um, I was told by Jeff Cesario I look like a, a jazz musician that uh, works up in Topanga Canyon. Um, so, so in other words, you're, you're unemployed? Yeah. <laughs> he said I, I had a smooth jazz night. That's, what hap- that's how I was introduced in the, in the ballgame yesterday. Jeff yeah. Cesario, man, one of my favorites. First of all, how's it going with the announcing and on Starburns and everything? Everything's going good. So we did another game. We did uh, the Phillies versus the Braves. It was the best game we've managed to do so far, which is pretty sad considering the last two were uh, Yankees, uh, Yankees-Red Sox games. But, uh, yeah, we're doing good. Uh, listen, I, you don't have to like sports to watch this thing, by the way, because I, I am not, as we know, we've discussed ad nauseum a sports guy at all. And yep. this, you can just watch them, and it's funny as F. I mean, ah. Hey, wait, I never want to get the Barca. Hey, Barca. Barca's hey. here on a Monday from India. India, right? Yep. Yeah, Barca. How's India? I love that, though. Uh, we, re- we, were, we dropped a little in Greece, but we're still in the top, like, 10 <laughs> in Greece. <laughs> I mean, it's really crazy. We're all over Africa, too, now, by the way. Yeah, Trinidad, have you seen this? I haven't looked yet, but I, I need to go into there. Um, but yeah, Everyone it's... loves us, but here. <laughs> they love us no, here, no, too. No. They we've love got 15 us stars, and we've got some great stuff going on. Um, oh God, no. I mean, we have literally, I think, it's, what are we at, like 20K subs? Like, yeah, it's yeah. crazy. It's, we yeah. started this as like a, as like a just, thing during the quarantine. And just a way to get through get the way to get through the day? Just a way to get through the day? It's still just a way to get through the day, by That's the way. Right. Listen, Jason and I were together this weekend, um, which is not a, well, we hang out, but uh, more than often. But we went to go see the, the uh, Jason, why don't you say? Oh, we, fun, went got, right? we went and saw uh, David Arquette. You can't kill David Arquette this weekend. You cannot. Ed. You cannot, and it, we cannot, C-A-N-N-O-T, spelled all the way through. It was amazing, and we went into the premiere, which was at a drive-in, which was awesome. Uh, you know, David was there. The directors were wandering around in their masks with, and, and tuxedos. It was brilliant. You know, there's a movie, honestly, where you could have used some special effects instead of, like, the amount of punishment that David went through. If any of that had been done with CGI, I think I would feel a lot safer for that guy. Yeah, I would have. I mean, you, you saw me in the car. There's like, this is the third time I've seen it now. And you watch. I could not. I mean, what yeah. was I? What, uh, I knew was, I knew when something bad was going to happen by the way Cliff would cover his eyes. It was like yeah. it was like going and seeing a scary movie with my mom. It was so good. But also, guys, yeah, my best friend in the world. It was brutal. And he almost died. He almost died. And Luke Perry saved his life. Yep, no doubt. True. And rest his soul. Luke Perry. And Luke Perry is the one who ended up passing away. And what a great loss. And the whole movie is dedicated to yeah. Luke. Yeah. Oh, and let me amazing. just tell you the backstory, which is that Alexis, rest her soul, David's sister, um, was uh, very close with Luke when Luke, Luke, Alexis basically found Luke and made Luke move to LA and lived with it with her. Like, and all the Arquettes took Luke in way before 90210 and said, yeah, 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 you're a star. You're going to do this. And Luke remained loyal to every Arquette up until he passed. It's I mean, amazing. this is something you don't know it when you're watching this, this movie, but sometimes the backstory is great. But why I also bring it up is because we're watching this in our car, right? Mm-hmm. And still... The effects, I mean, everything in there and the sound in the night in the FM thing, pretty mm-hmm. good, right? It sounded great. I mean, I was we were talking about it. I think the only thing you really miss, and not, not all the way, is that you know you're not next to people while they're you can't hear them groaning, but you can hear them honking and you can hear them. You know, people honked. Yeah. That was a real thing. I love that. And brighted, you know, at the end. And uh, yeah. oh, how about they did that zoo? Oh wait, our guest is here. Yeah. So you know, but by the way, that is the reason I brought this up is because even to watch these effects and there were little effects, but they're still in there and the sound and having pipe through the, it's, it's amazing what these craftsmen, these artisans do and, and how even on the driving screen, it's yep. nothing more than a wall. Yep. That was beautiful. Well, yeah. this is why I bring it up. So, so today our guest, another, another Emmy nominated this year. Yeah, this year coming up for Amazon again. 
You know, it's like if there's not enough already, I don't think there's such a thing as enough. But if there's not enough, we still have another one. And we're going to be doing this all week, guys. Uh, this is the Emmy Award nominated VFX supervisor for Jack Ryan. Let's just get him on, right? Yep, let's do it. Yeah, let's just do it. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Eric Henry. Eric Henry. Yeah. Oh, we got our applause back. Wow. Yeah, I like it. Eric, welcome to the show. How you doing? I'm doing well. Can you hear me? Oh yeah, I hear you fine. I hear okay, you good. Yeah. Is this really you though, or did you do some some CGI stuff? And I'm looking at a hologram. <laughs> no, it is really me uh, on my mountain in Pasadena. How do you like it out there? You doing well over there? Yeah, you know, it's uh, you know staying at home during all of this. Uh, been lucky enough to, uh, and I, you can't say it about everyone in the industry, but I've been lucky enough to uh, continue to work because I had something that was in post. Uh, an Apple show, and so I'm, you know, staying healthy. Knocked on wood for you. This is good. I like to hear this. So so let's get into, first I want to talk a little about, I like to do this with everybody who comes on, because I really look at all of you guys as artisans, all right? So you're the artisans of getting this shit done, because it doesn't get done without you guys. It's not a vacuum. So for our lay people out there, can you explain what a VFX supervisor does? And then I'm going to get into all the nitty gritty stuff. Okay. Okay. Uh, visual effects supervisor, uh, as my, my job is to, as the senior supervisor, is to take the scripts, uh, to look into them and say, okay, that can't be done. They're, they're going to want to do a visual effect for that. Um, and, and come out with a list of what the shots are. And sometimes uh, I'll find out later, it's like, oh, you mean you're not going to go to that location? Okay, so then we have to figure out what we're going to do there too. But it's that initial sort of what we call a breakdown. Um, then I, I meet with directors to hone that breakdown. Um, then I plan the shots. Uh, in other words, what will go into them? What are the elements of a shot? Uh, and to be clear, rounds. sorry, Eric, these are shots that, like, I want to blow up nine things. I can't do it, so we have to do VFX for this, correct? Right. That sort okay. of thing. Okay. Um, or or add, a, uh, add the Eiffel Tower into the background of a plate that is not shot in Paris. Um, you know, something like that. Um, okay. And so uh, designing the shot so that I uh, can tell everyone we have to shoot this plate, we have to do this element, there's going to be this explosion we're going to create in CG, um, things like that. Um, and then and, you're designing and, it, right, Eric? Yeah, you're designing exactly. the explosion. Well, uh, designing the shot and then I'll, t- I'll hand it off to a company, have them build it for me, I critique it. Um, essentially, I'm the... The creative lead. Yeah, that's okay. exactly what you are. You're the artist and, that's that's setting the tone for all of this. Exactly, and um, and then I'm picking the companies, uh, you know, because as it turns out, not everyone does everything the same to the same degree. There are companies. And is most of it out of uh, out of a uh, country. Um, I wouldn't say that. Um, mm-hmm. I know good animation, Korea or uh, Vietnam does some stuff, but you tell me. Well, um, I'm lucky enough to work on shows that have uh, serious budgets. Um, They're they're high-end shows, and so I get a chance to just use the best companies out there. And uh, I have a feature background, so for me, I immediately reach out to feature companies and um, actually, I, I, when I am talking and picking companies, I make sure that if I don't know them, that they know I'm not asking for their television division. I'm asking for their feature division because all of the shows that, that are done, they're basically one hour features. Mm-hmm. And, um, and Amazon, whether it be Amazon or HBO or any of the other companies I've worked with, um, they simply want it to be um, film quality. And, and that's what people are expecting uh, today with the streaming services and, um, and especially being at home, uh, not being able to go to the theaters. Uh, they just, they demand it. Um, and the shows that I've uh, done in the past and, and certainly Jack Ryan fall into that category of, we just want people to think that this could easily be on the big screen. Yeah, I mean, now, is there a big difference in how you set to design for the big screen and the small screen, other than the obvious? 
Well, uh, in the past, people would say, well, television doesn't have as much time. Mm, no, not really. Um, I mean, the shows that I've been doing will we'll take a year, more than a year on a show. And so that is, that's a lot different. Um, I'm yeah. talking about months to work on an episode, not weeks. Months uh, to work yeah. on an episode. Absolutely. That's Okay, so you really are. There's no stone left unturned when you're doing this. Yeah, I mean, it's you, and they, they should. The show should look like that. If they don't, oh, it does. <laughs> There's a reason you're nominated, buddy. You know, it's it's not out of you know. They're not just like uh, it's not pin the tail on the you know uh, on the on the uh, nominator. It's uh, you know you're doing something here that's not. Look, I watch that show and I can't believe what, what I'm watching half the time. I'm like, this is a this is a freaking series. Yeah. It's it's it is. It looks like a, a born identity, you know, in its own right every day. And by the way, the effects are better than all the other Jack Ryan movies I've seen. You know, I mean, again, they're older, but yeah. So Jason pulled up something here. What are, what are we watching here? So this is um, episode eight, and uh, we had a situation where uh, we couldn't fly into the city that we wanted to fly into, so we had to be way outside town. And uh, while we could get a, a real helicopter, um, they just wouldn't let it in the city limits. So it was great. We had the Where helicopter. Where are you shooting, Eric? Where are you shooting uh, first? In Colombia. Okay. And they said, no, you had this location. They said, no, you can't do it. No, you're not yeah, flying. You can't land. Uh, we, we had a presidential palace. It was a real presidential palace. And they said, you can take uh, photos there and you can take, you know, uh, film. You can shoot film there, but you can't land a helicopter on our roof. It just it won't support the weight. And okay. we also had, you know, uh, the idea of maybe setting down one of what's called a buck, which is like, it looks like a helicopter, but without, it doesn't really work. You have to bring it up on a crane. And they said oh. no to that as well. So we had to go actually uh, outside of town to a police academy um, sort of back lot. And we put um, a huge blue screen up, let the, mm -hmm. the helicopter land. Uh, and then we build everything around it in CG based on the photography that we were able to shoot uh, standing on the rooftops. And then, you know, obviously there's some drone footage here that you can see as well. But you see that those these backdrops, they're all just not there. And um, well, that's what we're watching. We're watching as the helicopter lands. We're watching everything in this get stripped away and we're just seeing where it actually land. Then we're seeing the blue and everything get colored in to the actual location where we're seeing, including the walkway, the landing, the roof. This is incredible, Eric. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it's, that, that's really the, the, the tough work of the show is to make things look, well, like you were actually on the roof. Um, right. You know, but look at that, though, that machine there, right? So what am I seeing? There's a, a big explosion that's happening. Obviously, you can't damage any of this place. So, so what are we watching here? At this? They're against the wall. John's making a uh, reaction. But mm -hmm. there is no explosion, right? What's that machine there? Well, what it is, is uh, uh, Pau Costa, our special effects uh, supervisor, he, he's the one who's responsible for all those practical things, things that are safe. Um, uh, those, those little machines there called woofers, um, and basically they're packed with uh, non-lethal uh, stuff that gets thrown out, but it looks like a real explosion. Um, the only thing we add, as you can see, is we add the, we have to remove all of that equipment and then make it look like just a grenade was thrown, and that's what's causing this damage. You're removing wires. Um, I saw the wires, yeah. yeah all the actors so, are wearing wires, huh? Yeah, yeah. So that's they get yanked back. We remove all of that, um, all of the gap that you don't want to see, and then put in dust, de more debris, and the uh, incendiary sort of blast to kind of mix it all together. So you, they actually shot John and the team in the helicopter, correct? That's correct. Yes, they actually were right. flying in the helicopter, um, but the you know just it's, to a different place. Yeah, I mean we had to replace the background. Yeah. And now, then, now you mentioned a couple of things. I just want to before I forget the um, uh, we're going to look at another clip in a second. But the uh, uh, you said you actually thought about doing uh, what was the thing called? Where you drop it with a crane that looks like a helicopter? Not oh yeah, the the uh, it's called a buck. Uh, a buck. buck is, is that a, still cheaper? Uh, it it what it helps you with is uh, then you have something that actors can hold on to. They can open doors usually, jump out. We're adding. We're probably filling in the rest of it, and of course, adding all of the blades. 
Um, we didn't do that in this instance, uh, right. as you saw, but what we did have to do, if you look at the wipes, is one of the wipes removes the blades because the live action blades were impossible to uh, lift a mat off of them. So those are CG blades added back as well. By the way, if you're not, um, if you're just listening, if you're stuck at homies that are listening, you know, uh, tomorrow when we upload this, um, what's the, uh, Jason, what's the actor, the Schiff actor? Eric looks exactly like this guy, the good looking Schiff actor. You know, the one, the, not, not, not the one from the West Wing, uh, not Richard with the beard. Jason will come on and tell us. All right, Eric, very good looking. You look like this actor. I'm surprised you're behind the scenes. All right. Now, <laughs> you get to this thing, right? So, so, so it's not necessarily, um, uh, cheaper, but it just gives it's more tactile when you use a buck. Yes, exactly. It gives it gives the actors something to work with, and I think almost any actor will tell you if I'm just working in some blue screen or green screen screen stage, it's just mm -hmm. no. They they like something more tangible, and so a, a buck will give them that. And we used it in another episode. Uh, Bradley Whitford. I was wrong on the ground. You're Bradley yeah. Whitford. Sorry, go ahead. I interrupt a lot. <laughs> okay, well I'll have to look that guy up. Um, yeah, now you will. I'm right. Go on. So you had to land on the ground. You were saying I totally. Yeah, when we could, when we could have the helicopter land on the ground, uh, we did use a, a a buck for that. There's a scene where an embassy is uh, is um, evacuated, and that's all a CG uh, helicopter in there too. Um, the show is hmm. is at its best when you don't think that you're seeing visual effects. You know that it. Well, then it's it at its best every episode. So yeah. let me ask you this though. Um, what they did, I'm forgetting what it's called with the Mandalorian, right? This, this, where you can basically hang up the curtains, these sheets, and you can be anywhere. Can you explain this? And do you like this? And do you use it? Virtual production is essentially okay. what you're talking about, uh, and the Mandalorian uh, used it to a you know great degree. Uh, it, it, essentially, what it is is that you're shooting on a in a stage, and the stage has um, uh, screens. Uh, that are actual LED screens. So mm -hmm. you are photographing actors in front of a screen that is not a blue or green screen, but is actually projecting on this, in, from the LEDs, just like your television screen does, projects the image uh, that you want, the background. Um, right. You can be anywhere. Whatever it is. Right. Yeah. You can be in Paris, you can be in the desert, interior, exterior, correct? Yes, that's correct. Do you think this is going to start replacing things? Well, it has its limitations. Um, I think if you watch The Mandalorian, you'll notice that there is no actors standing in sunlight. Um, they're all, the sunlight is always either on the horizon or there's something that's lit in sunlight in the background, but they're in a shaded you know, area, the actors. And that goes back to, as you can imagine, the screens have a limitation. And the sun is so powerful that if you looked at that, it, it's, it's too much. It's too bright. And so right. the screens don't have that capability yet. But, I mean, so it, while it's not a silver bullet, as they say, um, it certainly makes a lot of things uh, easier uh, for production. And I think the quality of the final composite is stunning um, when all the things I said are correct and you're not <laughs> Force, force something that it can't do. So, so it is possible, if not probable, that we could see this replacing, uh, you know, things in a certain amount of locations. Certainly, right. Yes, and I, and I think I've been asked. I've been asked by a lot of uh, studios recently, and I'm sure a lot of supervisors have. How can virtual production help us out of this crisis, or moving forward? If we always have to have people separated, will it help? And I really did come to the conclusion that it's like, mm, I don't think that's a, a panacea here, guys. It, really? You still have to have your actors standing there. Now, you can shoot them separately if you wanted to and split them together, um, which was, is certainly possible. But you start to get into trouble when the camera has to move. Those, split, those splits start to fall apart, and you won't right. be able to do something like that. But, you know, some movement, we can make that work and put two actors together that, uh, that don't want to be present because of COVID. Um, but, uh, you know, ultimately, uh, there are those, I think, purists. Uh, I can think of cinematographers who will probably say, mm -hmm. 
you know, I want to go out and I do want to see the setting sun on the face of this actor and we want to go to this location. But if you, if you can get around that, if you, if you, if you can, you know, buy into the virtual production, imagine uh, moving out to 200 miles uh, to find a place or just saying, no, uh, we've been shooting all week on stage. And guess what? When we do that scene, we're going to do it right here in this scene next door to this stage. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I mean, that's, that's the, that's the ultimate goal right now. There's not that many stages that do this type of uh, work. So you do have to travel a little bit to get to one. Oh, okay. Got you. So you really want to camp out there if you're going to do it. It's a multi-million dollar facility that has the, the, the Mandalorian's facility uh, is yeah, multi-million dollars. It is not on the Fox lot. It is not on the Disney lot. It's its own, a, a company set this up and Mandalorian goes to them to shoot. But do you think we'll be seeing studios implementing stages to have these? I think it's underway. I think there's a lot of that. Um, I know Netflix uh, has their own uh, virtual production uh, facility there in Hollywood. And I think everyone's looking into it. Um, it's, it's just a matter of time. Yes. I think it's, it's going to be widespread uh, it's going to save a lot of time. It keeps people indoors so you can shoot all day and bad weather. It doesn't matter. You know, it's, you're not giving me a lot of cons. I mean, look, purists like myself, you know, I'm, I'm still mad that we can't shoot on film, you know, on an Aeroflex. But that being said, you know, I think we are going to move toward it. I, I don't. Okay. So this is a personal question. So I'm going to mm -hmm. digress a little. Um, <laughs> Tell me the most cutting edge technology behind making twins work. This is not anything to do with Jack Ryan, but if I want to twin myself and I want to do a whole movie like Hardy likes to do with these other, it's never going to happen with me, but how do you do it so realistically and what is the technology involved in doing that, especially with the splits? Uh, well, have you ever done it? I have done it before and I'm just trying to think of what would be the most, I mean, to say that it's complicated, I guess motion control <laughs> becomes complicated. Anytime you bring up motion control, uh, production, uh, the production executives, producers, directors, their heads explode because they say, oh, my God, my whole day goes down the drain if you bring that. <laughs> but there is there's absolutely no better way to do complicated shots where people are moving, are crossing over. The camera is continuously moving, moving through the scene. Um, that's the that's the super complicated way is that you shoot one half of the, the work with you in costume A and performing costume, you know, that character's uh, lines. And, and we'll, in th those instances, we would bring in someone who would play, you could play off of, who was your general size and, you know, height. Um, and then that way you can say your lines to that person. And that is something that then we can remove out, split out of every part of the shot, you know, right. frame by frame, removing them out. Uh, very easy to do with the motion control clean pass that you'd get for the whole scene. See, this is why I love doing this show because I get to find this. I'm such a film geek. So when I yeah. get to find stuff, I, I, I just love hearing it. So, okay, I have to go uh, back for a second with you because I really do want to know what if someone wants to do this, you know, someone's coming out, one of our listeners, you know, one of stuck at home. He's like, I, I want to do VFX. How'd you get started? What was your, what was your initial path? Just, can you walk us through that a little? Um, I on, had an interesting path. Um, I actually was into theater. Um, that's where I started in junior high and um, did that uh, thinking that my career would be in theater even if my dad was saying, I don't think there's no. a career in that. Um, but I went to school uh, in Santa Barbara and, um, and I think I was there for a couple of years. And I remember a, a professor telling me, if you, you, you're really good and you'll be great. You know, you, there's a lot of things you can do. It was set design and it was um, lighting design, but you have to go to New York. And uh, I stupidly said, no, I didn't want to. And I transferred um, to Southern California. And that is when I joined up with a couple of old friends who actually were in the theater back in my high school in Northern. Is USC? No, no, it was UCLA. Okay, where'd you go? Oh, you went UCLA. to UCLA. All right, the film program, and, though. Yeah, and they were there. 
and they these are these guys were older than me and one of them in particular and I lived with them in Santa Monica one of them in particular a good friend of mine uh, still a great friend of mine he when he left UCLA got a job at uh, a visual effects house and and one day you know before I was finished said to me we are going to do this big show and um, I know it's what you want to do and it, you'd be interested in this and I can only offer you, you know, like three months work, but it's a big show and this is your opportunity. And, um, and I dropped it. Good, good friend. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I dropped everything and I, and I got there and about two months into the show, um, they said, uh, there's been a change and the show is going to, this whole facility is going union and everyone is going to get grandfathered into the editors, uh, visual effects editor. Wow. That's what he was doing. So I got into that. What show and is this? Do you remember? It's the abyss. The um, abyss. Wait, James Cameron. Yes. Uh, a long okay, time. Wait, we have to, no, 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 no. Because I was actually going to ask you this question in the beginning of the show. And I'm like, I'm not going to ask this question because it's so nitty gritty and I'm going to digress. But now you walked right into it. What did James Cameron do? I heard he spent a million dollars investigating or researching software to build that, that liquid that he ultimately used in Terminator. Please tell me the truth. What happened? Well, now uh, that's interesting uh, because I, you know, I worked at DreamQuest Images, and that's in the Simi Valley. Uh, mm -hmm. Was in the Simi Valley, um, and it's kind of a uh, we won the Academy Award for the show. Um, sure did. But I tell you, everyone asks the question about the water weenie. Yeah, it never uh, existed before. Yes. And and this was uh, kind of the basis for him doing T two was what came out of that. Uh, the research and development that came out of that. Yes. But that work was done at IL, ILM in Northern California. We did virtually everything else on the show but that effect. And he sent uh, that out to ILM? Well, that uh, the, the production did. They This was some, one thing he gave to them. And, and we did all of the arcs and the NTIs and all of the underwater oh, I love this. stuff. All oh my God! Submersibles. Okay, Jason's here, which means it's our red light. So this is miserable to me. So Eric, will you please come back after you win, and we can talk more? Because Jack, I mean Jack Ryan, if you're not watching the show on Amazon, binge it, watch it, watch both seasons. This thing is fantastic, and I don't even like The Office, by the way. This is not <laughs> the John that you know. This John is badass yeah. and very, 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 very soulful in this. Jace. Uh, I, I'm just really grateful, Eric, and, and watching this stuff, I'm, I'm excited that there's still practical effects. I don't want this to go all LED wall because I love seeing real explosions and I like watching real, real stuff happen and, and actors get yanked by cords and people getting, mm. getting snapped back. That, that to me is this special effects and I'm really impressed with what you do. Thank you yes, very much. Thank, Thank you. you so much and good luck on the uh, Emmys and we will be talking to you soon, everybody. Eric Henry. Yeah. Bye-bye. Thank you, Eric. I mean, again, it's like, thanks for coming on because I would have spent the other half hour. With oh, I know. Him. As soon as as soon as you're like getting to his journey, I was like, oh, perfect way to segue. And then it's like, wait, the abyss. I got questions. Yeah. yeah no. Once you, you heard the abyss, I saw you pop on because it's like, oh, no, Cliff's done. Cliff's down the rabbit hole. You know, oh. we've talked about this at length, by the oh, way, yeah. with with creating that software to create that liquid weenie, as he called it. As a, uh -huh. Meanwhile, this guy is so talented. He's I, so I impressive. You know, we talk to. Well, you know what I tell you? What other another practical effect I like? The feel of Mac Weldon against my Johnson. Um, See, I had another way to go with that, which was this. You know, we put on pants for the first time on Friday night to go to the drive-in. That's why I brought up the drive-in, not to just shamelessly promote David. It was to say that we put on pants. I did, and I'm I, so happy to be out of them. I put on jeans for the first time in I, I I'm gonna guess since <laughs> April, and that's not like that's legit. Like I don't think I've worn jeans because what's the point? What's there is none. There is none, and that's why, and this is what we're talking about with Mac also, it's that it's not just underwear. This is not what we're talking about here. You know, we're talking about the, the hoodie. Mm -hmm. I mean, oh, by the way, I'm getting to go shopping soon, right? Yep, you are. I'm very happy about this. So, so I, I've been looking at the website. By the way, when we talked about the other website and, and Ease, going back to Christian Lemieux's book, Frictionless, Mac Weldon is frictionless. It's easy. I'm not leaving the website. The only reason I left the website is because 
I was waiting for my free stuff. But the truth is, I, you know, I'm going to start buying stuff. Yep. No, it's it's beautiful. That I mean, they have some great stuff. They're they're doing. You know, I don't normally do polos, but these polos are freaking nice and soft. And like, it makes me want to golf. Like, it makes me want to get into sports that I would never do. Like. Maybe not real golf, but I'd wear a polo shirt and a pair of these khakis to like uh, the 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 Magic Castle mini golf plays. I could change. You know. I'd wear them anywhere. To be yeah. quite honest, I, I mean that's the thing. It's like they make Lululemon look silly. You know, it's like, and I I love me some Lululemon and some jogging pants. But what Mac has on the website and everything is like James Purse comfortable, even more so. This thing, like what they're doing, I don't know. Did they develop a special? Yeah, they developed their own special. Uh, I mean, they, they this is their proprietary. Like, yeah, that's that's. There the was something called, you know, I there was something back in the day called Millar, and it still exists, and it's really soft. But they actually took their own formula they started out in the millar world and actually evolved into their own proprietary uh softness blend it's like yeah. a, it's like that snuggle bear but like it's, all over your body it's like uh, you know just rubbing yeah, up against that snuggle bear like this doing this thing is that what you used to do with the snuggle bear jace well, i'm just saying i'm just saying past. i you it's like like the, the like like blue bear when he like scratches up against the the, the um the the um, palm tree in a uh, jungle book, you know, mm, it just feels good. It, it feels good on your body. This. What? But it does feel very good. It's like what Patagonia did. It's like they have their own complete brand. Yeah. And it's yeah. not a brand like, oh, it's Mack Weldon. It's a brand. It's, you know, outerwear and clothes. Under no, it's Mack Weldon, like TM proprietary yeah. science shit. Yeah. It's oh, like yeah. this stuff is no joke. It's great. And, and, and you know, um, and so we're, we're still offering 20% off uh, for everybody who goes. It, um, Wait, can goes I to- use that? Yeah, you can I'm use, it, use too. it today, actually, before I get my code, because uh-huh. I, I actually want to buy some stuff now. Yeah, uh, Mac I can use the 20% off. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. MacWeldon.com slash Starburns, and the uh, code is Starburns. Do it. Mac. Enjoy it. Again, that's MacWeldon.com slash Starburns. Oh, Put in the code Starburns, 20% off. Boom. Everybody's happy. Okay, so we got to go MacWeldon.com slash Starburns. Then when you get there, you have to put in the code Starburns. So code Starburns when you come out. Two Starburnses. Then if, as long as you get to the first Starburns, it'll tell you on the screen to use the other Starburns. Like That's part of the reason yeah. you do it is to remember to go to the star, double Starburns. You're not going to miss the 20%, though. You're not Who miss wants it. to not? And no. by the way, when you're 20% off of these things, they are incredibly affordable. Yep. Uh, it's not you know like, oh, you're wasting money. By the way, you're never going to be out of them. I don't even think no. you have to wash them that often. No, they're they're nice and they last for a really long time. Yes, yes. Okay. Well, I mean, I can keep talking about it. No, I no, well, I really can. What do you What did you get though? Did you get like the long sleeve one? I, know, I'll, like, I'll, I yeah. I, I just was even looking at it the other day. I got the blue, oh. and then I got the, the the soft pants. I got the soft pants. They're so nice. The soft pants. What's the hoodie the, I want to get though? Before we I'll start? show it to you. I'll send it to you. But you know, it's almost like a what is superhero it? costume. <sighs> you just. What just randomly like no. super? I know what you're doing. I know what you're doing. See what he's doing here. We're gonna give you some behind, inside baseball. He's 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 transitioning. I'm trying oh, to get this transition to happen. I can't say we that. Could, because if we don't stop, we'll be on Mac Weldon all day. And I want to talk about superheroes. I know the- you want to talk about, it. and let's talk about it because I was disappointed. But I don't want to talk about it alone with you because we do this a lot, and we talked about it on the weekend mm-hmm. and before the show. I want to talk about it with you with our next guest, who you know is a personal favorite of mine by the way we did something new two guest monday two guest monday no guest wednesday even... two guest monday nice what are you gonna say nothing i'm just excited to have brandon on i feel like he's just sitting here waiting and we're just like talking about him i'm he bringing is. him on i'm bringing it? him on you can't stop me here we go 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 senior editor of the observer senior entertainment oh, editor observer, our favorite brandon Katz. how you doing how you doing brandon we're great how are you I'm doing good. Thank you so much for having me back. And can I just say how nonchalantly and humbly Eric Henry just slipped in? Like, yeah, I worked on The Abyss with James Cameron. (laughs) I know. Very cool. Oh, my God. Don't start. Don't say those words, though, because now we're going to start talking about The Abyss. And we're here to talk about DC. What is it? Fandom, right? I mean, that's what just happened, allegedly. On Saturday, DC fandom, Warner Media's huge blowout, Comic-Con-esque events, because, you know, with COVID and everything, Comic-Con, Hall H, all that is kaput. So they needed a way to generate buzz. They created their own event. And I got to be honest, a very difficult thing to pull off that they did pretty seamlessly. Getting a good review here from Brandon. By the way, Jason, how this guy doesn't have his own show. I'm sure. Wait, uh, I, I've heard rumors. I, I think he's show. got his own show. I've heard rumors too. Yeah. Going through the Man of Steel right now, right? In the show? Yeah. So we have our own podcast. It's called uh, 
the post-credit pod. We actually did Saturday mm-hmm. night a whole review and recap of DC fandom. We condensed eight hours of DC superhero news into one quick-hitting, rapid-fire hour review. Go out, go check it out if you guys want to, you know, hear about the Batman takes, the Flash, all that good stuff. It's on Spotify, it's on Apple, all that good stuff. Follow at Post Credit Pod on Twitter. Shameless plug. Thank you, guys. Yeah. All right. So where do we go? Let's, how do we launch into this, Jason? Why don't you start us? Because right, well, there's a lot to discuss here. I mean, I a think, lot happened. I think you start where they started because I, I watched I watched most of this. I got through. Um, I was I was holding I out. There's it. one thing in particular I was waiting for that they didn't do till 530. So I went through everything else. But let's start where they did with uh, Wonder Woman 1984. Yeah, I mean, new trailer for Wonder Woman 1984 obviously was supposed to come out uh, back in June. Thank God it's finally the trailer. Yep, we're showing it. Yeah, well, we could talk about it. Let's just talk while going. I just got the, I got it going on in the background. So, yeah, listen, I wasn't as blown away by this trailer as I was with the first one. I thought the humor was a little bit more hit or miss. I thought Cheetah's look was a little Cats-esque with the CGI, but I thought the action looked thrilling. I think Gal Gadot looks amazing again. Her chemistry with Chris Pine is amazing. Patty Jenkins' direction looks great. You know, there's nothing that's going to convince me that this isn't going to be a very solid movie. Yeah, I think it looks really good. I agree with you. Um, also, I think that it's weird to have somebody like Kristen Wiig play that character and then to feel like it's fairly humorless in this preview, though. Like, she's not funny. Like, she just she kind of reminds me of uh, Jim Carrey in uh, the before he turns into the Riddler in uh, that Batman movie, Batman Forever. Hey, you know, she wants to be taken rumors, seriously. Let Wiig get taken seriously. Sorry, on the role. We don't know. Oh, really? We don't know if that's a hundred percent, but that is what the whispers were. Oh, that's interesting. Because doesn't she? Because you remember? Do you guys remember the beginning of uh, of the Batman Forever? And he's just like the sad guy who's like an inventor and gets fired, and then all of a sudden he be, he just gets slowly be, tries to become cooler and like wears makeup and stuff. I feel like they this is really uh, Batman Forever too. Hey, two face, well, punch a guy. <laughs> <laughs> like man, I love Jim Carrey, but what's going on here? Brandon yeah. is well. Here's the thing. I mean, I can't blame Emma Stone if she's not Wonder Woman. She's not in it. Yep. You know, I mean, it's there's no reason. Kristen Wiig, on the other hand, this is a huge opportunity yeah. for her to show another side. I agree. I do have a question about this trailer. Is this a thing? Because I don't remember this from canon, but can Wonder Woman whip lightning? I thought always in canon that she either can't fly or she can fly. And yep. if she can fly, why would she need to whip lightning? Listen, I that- think... It- Joe, I love the look. Of I it. think it's beautiful. I think it's a gorgeous scene. Like it looks. But is awesome. it an extension of the Golden Lasso? Like what? What is it? I think it's new for the TV. I think it's new for uh, the. It's new for the effect and making it look now. cool. Yeah. I really believe that every movie these days needs to have uh, some sort of whip on some sort of swinging. Spider Man is like made it so like there's a bunch of movies and 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 even video games that use that that dynamic. It's just a very cool thing to be able to do right now to to sling. So for us normal folk, though, is it like extreme parkour? Like how do we? <laughs> I'm not very athletic, you know. I was not Mr. Varsity, so that might be tough for me. All right, All right. All right. let's move on. So wait, but by the way, can we talk about that Linda Carter showed up? Very. Oh, yeah. They know how to craft a narrative, Warner Media, and what they're doing there is they're paying homage to a small but beloved piece of superhero history. They're getting good PR. You know, they're getting the blessing of the original version. It's all very smart. It doesn't matter that it's calculated. You know, if it, if it gets the desired effect, good on you. Agreed. Yeah. And how good did she look, Jason? 70 years old and beautiful. Beautiful. <sighs> Wonderful. Yeah. Like those Sophia Loren jeans. Yeah, for reals. For reals. All right. All right. I how love you guys' next? references, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> can't help it. Stuck at home, great for those throwback references. Yeah, we know it. If it happened before 1992, we're probably going to reference it. And by um, the way, we take a, a page from Jeff Cesario's book with Dennis Miller. We're Dennis Millerian in our references. Please continue. <laughs> all right. How about we go to, uh, I mean, the, the one every, before we get all the way through there, I think we need to talk about the Snyder Cup video. Yeah, let's do it. Go, Brandon. Throwing it up there? Yeah, I'm yeah, throwing it up here it. right now. So, yeah, I mean, this probably shouldn't be a huge surprise to anyone, but it looks like an alternate version of the movie we already saw, more or less. (laughs) Now, obviously, it's going to be four hours, four one-hour parts on on HBO Max, like a miniseries. So that's a lot of new footage. But I still think the same story beats are going to play out, which means it might not be exactly my cup of tea. Having said that, it is cool to see the completion of a singular vision. It is cool to see 
what should be at least a slight improvement over the theatrical Justice League. And uh, yeah, I mean, of course I want to see all these heroes together actually kicking ass as opposed to whatever we got in theatrical, which I would not call kicking ass. Yeah, I agree. I, do you remember... Um did you remember when the Anchorman came out and they did, did you guys ever watch the alternate version of Anchorman? No, I didn't even know there was one. Okay. So Anchorman and Anchorman two, they shot enough jokes and they have enough ad libs and they actually end canceled the whole plot where they could re-release an entire two hour version of Anchorman with every joke being different. Same basic plot, just every beat being oh, different. Um, and it's very funny. There's some jokes in there. I really like, obviously there's a reason, but that's what this reminds me of um, is that the, exactly what you said. Like a lot of this is going to be the same scene with just a different take. Yeah. It's Snyder's, you know, version of what we kind of already saw. And you're seeing a couple new characters pop up. It will be cool to get dark seed finally and have some of those BVS teases paid off. But yeah, I mean, I, I'm not like a huge Snyder cut guy. So this is, this was middle of the pack priority for me for DC fandom. Yeah. Got I a did. couple of questions, though. Go ahead, Jess. Oh, I did. I, I mean, I like the new character designs a lot. I think what they did with uh, Steppenwolf is very cool. And I like that they got rid of the weird red sky. That was something that always bothered me. It just looked like they just f forgot to finish painting the, the mat in the back. So I, mean, I do in Snyder fashion, the color grading and the actual shot composition looks great. He's fantastic with visuals. Yeah. Um, so so there are reshoots, right? Like when we're looking at, let's say, Amber Heard, who is, you know, very easy to look at, is are we seeing a newer Amber Heard in no. Aqua person or so he, are we seeing an older one? The rumors are that he did want to go back and, and shoot some other stuff, but it already costs more than $30 million just to deliver this version. So Warner Media wasn't going to sink, sink an extra $50 million for reshoots. This is all compiled of shots and footage that he previously he had and that he's finishing adding on to touching up but there's no reshoots they didn't they didn't get the cast back together to go shoot more additional footage okay all right so so in essence i mean in in some ways it might be a little lipstick slash pig i guess we'll see you know listen no theatrical movie is four hours, so I'm interested to see if it has enough compelling stories in that miniseries. The Irishman was very close to four hours. That's well, and, mm -hmm. and if I remember right, especially in comparison to the um, Marvel movies, uh, Justice League was a pretty quick run movie. Like it was under two hours long, right? The 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 Joss Whedon cut of of Justice League. I couldn't tell you off the top of my head because I fell asleep during most of it. My time <laughs> distortion was off. Yeah, it was hmm. it was um it was two hours long exactly. It was a lot shorter than I, I remember it feeling shorter. Obviously, it wasn't short by any stretch of the imagination, but shorter than any of the the Avengers movie. Uh, so yeah, so this is this is basically double the length. Joss. Well, and he, but, but you know, also Snyder Josh. makes everything go so much slower. There's so much more slow motion that one of one of those Josh. scenes is probably twice as long. I said in DC fandom, this trailer oh, looks nice. like it has all of the Snyder staples. It's got. Uh, really cool colors. It's got a uh, really, really interesting shot composition, and it's got superheroes fighting in slow motion. So if you were already a fan of those three elements, congratulations, it's your Christmas. This, this is guy's energy, um, <laughs> All right, Are you not amused? <laughs> all right, sorry. All right. Um, friends only. I am going to um, put this one on. I know there's a bunch of people Batman? jonesing for the Batman, but I'm going to save the Batman, Batman? just for the I next one. I think jonesing for it. All right, but mm -hmm. I want to do this one because this is what I really wanted to, to see and I'm really excited about. Uh, that is uh, the Suicide Squad. Oh, the, oh, wait, is this James Gunn? Yeah. Oh, okay. Now, James Gunn, obviously. I'm watching the trailer. A lot go of fans know him from Guardians of the Galaxy. My one concern going into this was, is this just going to be DC's Guardians of the Galaxy? But in typical gun fashion, he's so irreverent and fresh and original. This looks like to be such an inversion of what we expect from typical superhero movies. And a totally different vibe and tone than Guardians of the Galaxy. And with an R rating, he has such more leeway to just embrace his inner weirdo, which I am so in support of. See, this looks great. This looks great. This is what I wanted the first one to be. It's going to be a whole lot of fun. I mean, James Gunn is just, he's a special, special creator, in my opinion. Yeah, he's, he's an auteur. He's, he just happens to be doing comic books. But I believe this guy could just make a crime drama or anything else equally as good. This guy is truly, I agree with you, Brandon, truly special. King Shark, look at this. You know, look, look how, look how many characters he's stuffing into this bad boy. 
Yeah, this is incredible. Peter and, Capaldi. And he used Michael Rooker. Go on, go on, Jason. Well, I was going to say, you know, we, this isn't the, the exact one I was going to show, but this one actually is a real, really good one for this. But there's, it, you know, it feels like he's doing a lot of it on set. It feels like an old 70s movie. It feels like, like the A-team but like with a bunch of random characters where there's a hundred BA Baracuses and it just feels awesome. I know, but then they, why they, I didn't realize that they put, they, oh, Sean Dunn's in it. Oh, he's a yeah. voice. Yeah, he's a weasel. Ah. Okay, I didn't realize that they, they, they were shoving Pete Davidson in there on us. Yeah, they're putting everybody in there, man. John, John is he going to be good in this? Is he going to be, well, John Cena's great. If he's I mean, right you're, you're putting, a, I think that if you got James Gunn doing a movie like this, you're going to have everybody. This is a no-lose. Yeah, this yeah. is a no-lose situation. This thing looks like maybe one of the best things. Also, you got to remember one thing about the Suicide Squad is people die. Like, and he, yeah. ha- he there's, there's a good chance that a big chunk of these people won't live to see the end of the movie or even halfway through the movie. That's there's a good dope. chance a couple of them die before the beginning of the movie. Should we and take bets on whether John Cena survives or not? <laughs> like, I don't Let's know. do a Deadpool. Let's do a Deadpool we, we on like Suicide that. Squad. All right, do, let's do that. Yeah, I like we'll do that. that. Okay, let's do a Deadpool. Let's get together all our bets, and then next week at some point we'll announce them and we'll see who's going to win. I'm in for fifty. Only if we have cocktails on the pod. I'm in for fifty bucks. Done, Jace. I'm in. I'm at fifty bucks. Done. Brandon, you in for fifty bucks? I'm a gambling man. I'm in. All right, right, hundred and fifty bucks. We get our. uh, We'll see if Scott wants in. It could be two hundred. We get our Deadpool for Suicide Squad, and we wait and see. All right. Well, now I owe this to Barca. I, he really wants to see this. I really want to do this. So let's do this Batman teaser. Yeah. I mean, this to me is the creme de la creme. Just a phenomenal trailer made all the more impressive by the fact that they've only shot 25% of the movie. And yet he has a full teaser to me. And I don't mean to be so hyperbolic after just one trailer, mm. But it's very David Fincher seven vibes in that it's this stylish crime drama with a psychological bent. It's film noir. It's an unhinged, violent, unstable, manic uh, Batman with he's all crazy in the eyes. I love this. This is a relatively fresh representation of a very familiar character we've seen a million times, but they're edging him into new territory. And I'm just ecstatic about how this looks so far. You're not alone on this, but this is, again, just to be clear, this is Ben Affleck, correct? No. This is Robert Pattinson. Oh, thank God. And Matt Reed. Oh, thank God. (laughs) Thank God. I'm so happy right now because the way this whole thing is being shot, I mean, the darkness of it, this is really, you nailed it with the cinematography being very Fincher-esque, these long, windy roads. I mean, this is like how I see this. Oh, look at this. This is only 25% of the movie they shot, right? Yeah, and yet it's a full-length trailer, and I love that, yes, it is grimdark, oh, so but good. it's not grimdark in the sense that, like, oh, I'm trying to be edgy like the 2010s are all about these days. It more to me is like a night horror. Like, he is a stalking menace that is just scaring the ever-leap-it-leap out of, out of, I don't know if we can curse on this or not. Yeah, we can. You can. Yeah. Fucking curse. The I, I, I <laughs> like the, 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 the leap in sheep, though. That was pretty good. Yeah, you know, just trying to keep it in case that was the uh, the mode. I'm going to go out on a limb, and I'm going to say that I, right now, I'm making the statement that Robert Pattinson is the best Batman ever. That's bold. Better than Christian Bale. Yeah, better than Christian Bale. I mean, Clooney and uh, Keaton, better than Keaton, better than Val. I mean, I don't even include the other guy. So, you know, I mean... Who's better? Tell me. Tell me who's better. Listen, right I'm now. not going to say who's better until I see the movie, but I will say that Robert Pattinson is a supremely talented, fascinating actor. For those who yes. haven't seen Good Time or The Lighthouse or, or just a million of his indie so movies good. that are just phenomenal, go see it. This guy can act his face off. So I, I think he's probably going to be at least on par with Christian Bale. We'll see. I'm not going to make any proclamations until after I see the movie. But Listen, nah, Christian Bale's my favorite. That's, you know, he's yeah. number one to me, but I, I, I'm really liking what's going on here. Where are the drugs growing, Cliff? What do you think of the blinking? You'll miss it. Uh, uh, Colin, Colin Farrell as uh, the penguin. Did you see that? Did you miss yeah, that? The aesthetics are unbelievable. He is unrecognizable. I had to watch it five times before I was like, wait, is that? Colin Farrell, because he's that's, talking, that's him. Yeah, that's like him. In, the, in the trailer, he talks in the car. He goes, "This guy's crazy." And I'm like, "I think that's Colin Farrell." He looks like a uh, he looks like a cross between that guy Robert Davi, 
the like James Bond uh, against uh, what was it the Steven Seagal movie Above the Law villain right Richard Davi and um, and uh, Bob Hoskins. Oh, he, he, a lot of a lot of people are saying he looks like Richard Kind from Spin City. Um, Got to love Richard Kind. Oh, Richard absolutely. Kind is funny. I mean, by the way, Clooney's best friend. Yeah, this scene right here is just such a good indication of what you're going to see in this movie. A, a new Batman that's just going to beat the shit out of somebody in front of him. Like, I'll, I'll show you. I mean, um, savage. Yeah, but even savage. the Batmobile looks redesigned. Yeah, yeah, everything is. This takes place in its own standalone universe, which is important. This is what I love. To fans. Now, obviously, with the multiverse coming in the Flash, they have the ability to keep it in their back pocket and cross it over should they want in the future, which is just smart business sense. But for now, with Matt Reeves' trilogy, this is in its own pocket, disconnected from everything else. So they really have free reign to just go as weird and psychological and internal as they want. And I think that's a good thing. It's less Hollywood, more gritty. I, it looks phenomenal to me. I'm so excited. Uh, me too. I'm on the I'm on the boat. I'm on the bus. I'm on, in this. On the boat. All right. I got one more thing I want to talk about. This is probably more for me, but it comes back to us talking about Superman. It comes back to all the things that I love, uh, which is some of this DC stuff, but also some of the video game stuff. So I just want to show this trailer to you guys right here. Oops. Except I fast forwarded to the beginning end of it. All right. Let's do this. Yeah, that's all right. It's Monday. Now, this is your domain, Jason. I got to admit, I, I'm not much of a gamer, though I know people online are very excited by the look of these. these, these what is this, Suicide So this sorry, is called sorry, Suicide Squad Kills the Justice League. So if you're, if you're a fan of video games and you're a fan of superhero video games specifically, this is all... Here, you know what? Uh, um, I'm not going to play the and music. And it's from the creators of the game for uh, Arkham, right? Ar Arkham, yeah, Arkham like, City. You know, this is actually a continuation of the Arkham continuity. Yeah, right. So this is this is the next phase. So the in, at the end of the Arkham games, Batman has gone underground or died, and he's kind of hiding. And so this is, you know, I know a little bit of the background here. Rocksteady um, was actually working on a Superman game for a really long time, and they weren't able to do it. They really weren't able to make it good. So I think that this is why Metropolis exists. But basically, the idea mm. is that um, that uh, that the basically uh, Metropolis has been taken over, and they've called in the Suicide Squad to save the day. But it turns out that um, they've basically they've um, they've got uh, all the D all the uh, Justice League under control and uh, under their mind control. So they have to call in the Suicide Squad to uh, kill the Justice League. Is that Brainiac we keep seeing in the back? Yeah, that's Brainiac. Yes, cool. that's Brainiac. I, I'm on the boat. They have sick. to do a good live action Brainiac because they haven't used him yet. And he's 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 a villain that's totally suitable for the big screen. You can make it work. So I'm glad at least he's getting some play here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, they used them in Injustice 2 also, but I like what they're doing here. The one thing that I'll say here and the, the action looks really good. You've got that, you know, if you if you've ever played an Arkham City <laughs> or an Arkham game, the, 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 the fighting flow is very good. They used four characters that are also very much melee characters or, you know, they fight with guns, but they also like hit a lot hit hard. It's not like you're using a bunch of magic people. There's not like a you're not throwing fire or doing magic stuff. It's the it's the suicide squad that punches. Right. So they, they pick the right the right cast for it. But it's just a brutal game Four you. All four players are um, can be controlled by human characters. So there's always four people on screen. You're not doing this a uh, single player at all. You can play as you can play by yourself. But if you do, Wait, you'll I, can have play, I can play alone, right? Yeah, you can play alone. But there'll be three other characters played by the computer with you. You're not going to be oh, cool. You're not fighting alone. So if you want to play with four people, it's not going to ruin the experience unless you play with my cousin who always just takes all my kills. <laughs> right, like rainbow six yeah, i still get the team that i can move around and and use absolutely absolutely this thing looks sick i so love how it's out? stuck at home is that my first time on here we talked about prestige tv show emmy nomination then we're talking about great. now we're talking about video games you guys cover it all in such entertaining fashion i love it we love awesome. you brandon <laughs> um, so, well, I, have a, I have something i wanted to bring up though which is uh not about the video game but every trailer we've looked at which i found very interesting even though we saw virtual comic-con per se right we saw not per se just period we yeah. saw virtual comic-con we saw this virtual dc fandom um yet we're seeing on all of these movies they're saying you know 2021 only in theaters yeah, I mean, they are stressing that they are yes. returning to the theatrical model. Now, some of these aren't even come out till 2022. Now, hopefully, by the time that all of these movies are dated across the board, we can go back to theaters safe and sound. 
But uh, yeah, I mean, Warner Media, they haven't struck a deal similar to Universal's with AMC. They are the ones behind Tenet and that that crazy, intense, you know, crusade to be the movie that saves cinema. So right. <laughs> listen, I, don't get me wrong. I love theatrical. I would see every movie in theater if I could, you know, right. just as long as it's safe for everybody. That's my only bugaboo. Yeah, look, I'm with you, and they're 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 what I like about it is it's it's positive. They're hoping, you know, they're projecting that we're going to be fine in you know a year, and we'll be back to the theaters and doing what we do. Here's what I'll say about our our um, driving experience, Brandon. It was great, mm. really enjoyed it overall. Uh, but the concessions have something to be desired because it's all got to be prepackaged concessions. So no no more no more movie hot dogs. It's, and that I have a problem with. You know, I want my I want or my pretzels. Or pretzels. I like the soft pretzel. How was the actual viewing experience? Because confession, I've actually never seen a drive-through movie in my life. I would love to do it. Jace, what do you think? I think overall it was a very positive experience because you know back in the day you you basically tune your radio now to the to the station so you can hear the sound. Back in the day, those were real low, low band, and so it'd get real scratchy if you turned it up above like three. And so, like, if you wanted to watch Jurassic Park, it would just be <laughs> <laughs> nothing. It'd just be scratchy sounds all the time. But it, the the audio was great. Um, you obviously aren't going to get that feeling if you're watching a horror movie or a comedy to hear everybody laughing around you. But if you have a a truck full of people or a car full of people that are actually watching the movie and not just throwing shit at the back of your head like my friends would do when I watch a movie like that. Um, it's great. We had a great time. We were able to enjoy the movie in quiet, um, talk if we wanted to because it's us in the car um, so we could share information. And, and, and we really enjoyed it. And we were able to give feedback by honking and cheering and all that stuff. And, you know, I felt you could feel the energy also from the other cars, uh, you oh, know, yeah. Uh, yeah, even without being, you know, connected to them in a, in a one room place. I did feel there was a certain energy that was interconnected between the cars. What I'll also say is that the quality, Brandon, uh, Jason was saying the sound, but I, I'll also say the picture. I, I was absolutely I'm watching it through the windshield. Right. So that's an extra lens that you're really watching it through, uh, which I think people forget about. And then, you know, it's on the screen there. I got to tell you. Everything worked for me. I could see doing this on the reg. And also, I don't have to hear, you know, here's the good part. The bad part is what Jason said. I like the energy in the room. The, the good part is I don't have to hear all the assholes. If you want to check your phone, you can check your phone. I'm not mad at that guy for checking his phone because I don't see his freaking light. Overall, great experience. That's what I got to say. That's really cool. It sounds like a great outing for you guys, too. Yeah, yeah, it thanks, was. Brandon. It, it was, was good. Look, we he, were able he to. He turned uh, into the host. You see what we, happened? Where uh, our um, our <laughs> relationship <laughs> really <laughs> blossomed. This <laughs> yeah, we keep new time, you know. Like you know, let's connect. Not be labeled. into me mentally. Come on now. <laughs> all right are we good I, I love this guy really i do i love it we, I, we, this I is why we, you've been on more than anyone um i appreciate it. I love well, coming on. if we had a regular it would be it would be brandon i'd have to say yeah. thank you I sir think, much, yeah, much I appreciate it. i get to go to bed happy with a smile today awesome see that's what we do here at stuck at home jace you got any more questions anything no. about dc no, i mean no, i'm good i i just uh one t more time i need a shameless plug before you go Yes. Please, Brandon. Go give it. If you uh, want to hear more about it, where can we find your show, Brandon? Podcast is on uh, Spotify. It's Apple. It's called the Post Credit Pod. You can catch my writing in which I was breaking down the Batman trailer, the Justice League trailer at Observer. And you can follow me on Twitter at great underscore Catsby. Man, triple shameless plug. Woo. Woo. He's getting good Love at it. this. All right, brother. Good to All see right, you, man. Ladies and gentlemen, yeah, Brandon Katz. We'll see you soon, bub. Yeah. I love him. And a very smart guy. He's, he's very astute. He, he knows what the heck's going on in our business. And he, he really does have a finger on the pulse of, of all yeah. the different things that are happening. And you, you follow him. You see what's going on. Oh, absolutely. I mean, we talk a lot about the DC stuff because of the new podcast. But Brandon really knows all about all the things kind of going in media right now. Except the video so got, game stuff. Jesus. Come on, Brandon. Yeah, play some games. Get, get over here. I wanna, I'm bringing you over. We're going to play some Tony Hawk. And come on. We got to get Keith from uh, for one first player pod. Yeah, That's absolutely. what we got to get to talk absolutely. about. Oh, no, by the way, listen to that if you want video game yeah, podcast Brandon's, stuff. Brandon's great. I really enjoy all the stuff that he does. Okay, so we have to end this. But by the way, I watched the season finale of uh, Teenage Bounty Hunters. Have you seen it yet? I did. I saw it right before this. What would you think? I didn't. You know, you, you know, and I, I know that I missed this all the time. I didn't see it coming. It should have been. It was, it was laid right out in front of me, and I didn't see it. I didn't see it coming either. And I got to say that I felt that the... And we'll we'll stop after this. The season finale was better. It was the best episode. Oh. It could have almost been standalone. Yep, by far. I thought it was the best episode. The one thing I will say is, um, it didn't necessarily play true to 
those girls all the way because they were such badasses through the movie that her losing kind of all her power by the end and not being, you know, she's smart, but I feel like she right. could, that was the only little twist. And I think they needed to do that for that last episode with the family and stuff because mm-hmm. there needed to be real peril there, but it didn't necessarily ring as true to her character to not, to be completely helpless. I'm with you. I'm with you. I mean, it got to me on an emotional place, but I agree with you. Okay, let's get into that more tomorrow. So uh, what a great show today. I mean, think about it, though. Just for Eric Henry, Emmy Nom, right? Then we talk Mac Weldon. Emmy nominated and Abyss creating... Yeah. The effects right. artist. Right. Exactly. Then we got Brandon from the uh, senior entertainment editor of the Observer. He's got the podcast, Post Credit Pod. We talk all about DC. We we talk about Mac Weldon. We talk about T. Uh, oh, yeah. Mac go. Weldon. www.macweldon.com slash Starburns. Use the code Starburns 20% off. Yeah, I'm doing that right now. So, everybody, thank you for being here. We will be back with a new episode tomorrow. And everyone, stay safe, stay sane, stay strong. Jason Smith. Cliff Dorfman, I love you, everybody. See you next time. It's